Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott alongside, as always, hello, Scott. Sean, happy summer. We're peak summer now, mid heat, I'll say. <laughs> uh, we're into July, uh, dog days. Are you missing curling yet? I don't know. I, it's weird, right? Like, we went through the process of signing up for next season. Uh, so things oh, appear right. to be secured for us. Uh, playing i'm playing two nights a week still you're gonna play the one night a week so that made me think oh, like i could go curl and then it's been you know 25 degrees and i'm thinking i'm, I'm good for a minute here you know yeah. like i don't need to go play when it's warm outside and uh, you know i was out the other night at 9 15 it was still light ish here mm-hmm. and uh it's very different from when you go play a 6 30 curling match and I walk over to the club at about six o'clock and it's been dark for an hour and a half. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. And uh, to be honest, uh, we're, we're playing softball again this year. So uh, that's getting my fix of, you know, getting out of the house, running around, moving a bit. But uh, once it starts to get cold, those, those cold evenings, then I'd much rather be in the curling club than out on the softball field. Yes, absolutely. No question about it. But Scott, the curling season does always seem to roll on. We have a couple national championships coming up this month, with we, which we will talk about. And with those, the new curling quad is fully going to be underway as we turn the calendar to August in a few weeks. But before we do that, I wanted to look back at the past four years and come up with a list of what I consider the best games of the quad. And I am going to define best as games that were entertaining and have a rewatchability factor to it. So these are not going to be necessarily the most important games of the quad, the most consequential games of the quad. But Scott, for me, the best, most entertaining games of the quad. So how would mm-hmm. you define particularly entertaining curling match? Yeah. Some, it, it's hard to put like one metric on it and say, Oh, a, a high scoring game. That's going to be the, the most fun to watch or uh, because there's going to be some games where you like remember one incredible shot, but it wasn't necessarily that exciting to get there. For me, the best games are the ones that I can remember the teams playing so well that there was no margin for error, right? Mm-hmm. That the, just like the slightest little mistake caused the game to turn one way or the other. Uh, we were running through some games beforehand. You wrote a list. I sort of brought my sort of my gut feelings on the games and we were running through some of them. Some of them are on the list. Some of them aren't, but uh, games... Games that I remember are games that were like really well played uh, and usually close. Blowout games you're not going to remember. Yeah, usually not, uh, with some potential exceptions to that. Uh, rule. You know, maybe Schuster, Schuster blowing the doors open in the eighth end against Sweden. I guess you could call yeah. that a, a, a blowout, 
but it was very memorable for the gold medal in 2018. Yeah. That one, no question. not eligible because it was not part of this quad. So that's the kind that could be a blowout and could be interesting. But I don't think we have any of those here today. No, uh, we do not. These are all pretty close games, pretty fun games. So let's uh, get right into the list of 10 most entertaining, 10 best games of the quad. These are in no particular order. So let us start with the 2019 Women's World Championship final between Sylvana Tiranzoni and Anna Hasselberg. This game I have raved about for years and years and years. Uh, in the moment, I said it was the game of the year. It might be the game of the quad. This is a game that uh, Sweden lost to Switzerland, of course. It's a world championship final. Of course, the Swiss won. Mm-hmm. So it goes to an 11th end where Sylvana Terenzoni and the Swiss side win. But it was just an extraordinarily well-played game. There are no blanks in the game a key steal in the eighth or excuse me the ninth end for Tiranzoni that flips the hammer Hasselberg had started mm-hmm. with the hammer and they had just gone back and forth the entire game holding serve back and forth they do get a there's a force in the six but that's the only steal of the game and that flips the game entirely Scott and I just thought it was so well played uh, Sylvana Tiranzoni mm-hmm. was getting frustrated at times and Alina Patz just looked at her and was like, stop it. I'm going to make the next one. Like, like, why are you angry? I'm really, really good. And yeah. I, I just love this game. The two teams shot the same percentage, nip and tuck the whole way. This is, to me, like what high-level curling should be and what I mm-hmm. want it to be all the time. Yeah, and I think there might have been a pick on that uh, steal in the ninth. But this is the game I thought of when you said, let's talk about games of the quad. I was like, oh, well, we're obviously talking about this game. You're right. It was so close. Margin for error, not there. This is what I described uh, there a couple minutes ago. Uh, It was just incredible. It's definitely worth a rewatch looking at this. And this is with Alina Patz joining up with Sylvana Terenzoni. This is sort of their like coming out party. I believe they lost the final of the Euros in the fall and then came into this uh, world championship and started that run that's now famous for having won all the worlds in the quad so you get to see sort of the genesis of this team so to speak yeah really the coming out party for this lineup but at the time we were Mm -hmm. still kind of like well how is this going to work you know two skips coming together uh with elena pats not calling the shots and tiranzoni being the one in the house and uh I, i think it's safe to say it's worked out well uh, I think so. Yeah. And, and, you know, like Tiranzoni had an amazing, uh, team already, you know, with her and then just sort of doubled down on it by adding Alina Pats and, and Melanie Barbazat to that lineup. So yeah, worked out well. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to a, another final that stands out to me from the quad. That is the 2019 Scotty's tournament of hearts final between Chelsea Carey, Rachel Holman. This is a rather epic comeback by Chelsea Carey. Rachel Holman gets out to an early lead, stealing the first and second ends of this game, gets a force, then cracks a three. So she is up five to one and then forces 
So at the fifth end break of this game, Rachel Holman is up five to two with the hammer. And you would say she's probably going to win, but she gives up steals in six, seven and 10 to force an extra end steal of two in the extra end. Scott, this is a game that in the moment we were watching it just stunned as what was going on with Rachel Holman and Mm -hmm. Credit to Chelsea Carey. The team didn't give up. They kept putting rocks in good spots, but it was an absolute stunner of a game. It was, Sean. I I was just looking through uh, our WhatsApp chat, which uh, I will erase so that it never comes into uh, a a courtroom setting. That's, I guess, an Ottawa story uh, happening this week or a couple weeks ago. But we were actually texting from the next year. But this was like just insane. Uh, I think we were we were watching this together, and uh, yeah, what what is happening? How is Rachel Holman missing these <laughs> shots? These are like so easy, and this game, you know, really uh, perpetuated the existential crisis that Canadian curling fans are having. In that Chelsea Carey went to the Worlds and was not very good uh, that week people were getting oh we're concerned now uh the state of canadian curling that really hasn't ceased since yeah. 2019 right uh as good as the canadian women have been in, in team anderson going roughshod through the scotties uh they haven't had the success of the worlds that uh, you might expect this is also the start of rachel holman is she a choker at the scotties well, like losing three straight finals. So a big turning point game, this one, and also very entertaining finish. Yeah, no question about it. It's a wonderful finish. Always fun when it's in an extra because not only is it an extra end, but you get Vic in full throat at the end of the week, uh, crowds mm-hmm. into the game, uh, just a, a wonderful game. And, and yeah, sort of pretend some of what was to come over the course of the quad. So uh, let's move on to something that we would have never foreseen at the start of the quad, the bubble in Calgary in the spring of 2021. We'll go to our first and perhaps only entry from the bubble. That is the Brendan Botcher against Kevin Cooey game Friday afternoon at the 2021 Tim Hortons Briar. This game was bonkos. They... Blank the first, and then Brendan Botcher makes a wonderful shot for four. And you're thinking, oh, okay, four, nothing. And then Kevin Cooey makes a run, a double run back split in the third end to score three. And it's four, three, and it is game on at that point. They trade punches back and forth. Cooey gets a deuce in the 10th. Maybe had a shot for three that they looked at and it could have been there for a win. Botcher eventually gets the win in the 11th. But one of the things that really stands out to me from this game, in addition to the craziness that happened early on in the game, was there's a point in the second half, and I can't remember exactly what it is. There's three shots left, right? Botcher has the hammer mm-hmm. and it's his first. So there's three stones left to come. I believe there's six stones, five or six stones in the house. And Botcher says to Darren Molding, you know, this could be a blank. And I'm <laughs> sitting there thinking like, what? this is a different what sport than what I play. Like, what do you mean this could be a blank? Uh, like it, it, it just was such a game of how these teams are on such a different level 
from what we go do at the recreational level. It's really just a, a remarkable game and a super entertaining one, even though there's a couple of blanks, the blanks aren't bad blanks uh, yeah. in, in this game. So I don't know. Like I, I remember we went live after this game and we're just kind of stunned. Mm-hmm. And you're right. The, these are blanks that are like, holy crap, you're really good at curling. That's how you got the blank, yeah. not blanks of, well, you know, we just made easy up and down shots. This game was better than when they played in the playoffs, although that was also really, really good. That was, they, they played in the final or semifinal. Yes. No, that was the, the final. final. Yeah. The final, right. The semifinal was the, the Dunstone. Yeah. Where, where Brendan shot. makes that crazy shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we were all primed up for the final and it was great. The final was great, but it wasn't as great as this game, which no. is just showing you like how high uh, the caliber was there in that bubble 2021. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A wonderful afternoon of curling there. So mm-hmm. let's uh, move on to another game that was similarly crazy from a year earlier at the 2020 Tim Hortons Briar. Scott, this is a game that you saw live while I was right. in a car driving back to Ottawa with, uh, with who knows what it Pro- was. Proto-COVID? <laughs> Proto-COVID, who knows? I wasn't feeling good uh, on my way back to Ottawa uh, from the 2020 Briar, but you were there in person to watch Brad Gushu and... Brad Jacobs take the ice on sheet a that Monday night in Kingston and Northern Ontario. Brad Jacobs opens this game with a four and you're thinking, well, next door it's Gunlicks and Botcher. That could be a, a good one to uh, switch over to, but no, Brad Gushu says, no, that we're not going to have any of that. He cracks a three and it is a game on through the rest mm. of the way. Eventually Gushu scores two in the 10th to get a seven, six win on uh, something you do not expect from a player of the caliber of Brad Jacobs to lose a game when he's up 4 nothing after one, but that shows the power of the five-rock rule and how good the other team was that night. Yeah, that that game, I, I wanted to scroll all the way down to our, our tweets from that night because I was definitely live <laughs> tweeting. Yeah. And it just, uh, I, I stopped watching it, right? I was like, well, okay, that I'm on the be- the media bench and like, okay, I'll focus on these other games. And then like, oh, oh, they're uh, oh, pretty, huh. oh, what's going on here? Okay. Yeah, just, uh, uh, you're right. Once it was 4 nothing in the first end, you sort of think, okay, well, they're so good at holding a lead that they'll do it. But you're right, the five rock rule and... Uh, the skill of Team Gushu, they were able to crawl, claw back. I wanted to say crawl and claw at the same time, <laughs> claral back, and and made it uh, one of the most memorable memorable games from a very memorable 2020 Briar. Yes, for so many reasons is that Briar memorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on then to an event that uh, is back in the bubble. Our second trip to Calgary for this list. That is the 2021 Men's World Final between Bruce Mowat and Nicholas Adin. This game, Scott, falls into that blowout category in that Nicodine cracks a five in the ninth end to win 10-5. It's 5-5 five, five mm-hmm. after eight. So similar to that Schuster move where you get a big score to make it look like a blowout. But this game was really nip and tuck the whole way through. Uh, there are no blank ends in this game and 
in the moments I remember watching, I was up late, kind of half asleep. And then the sixth end happened. And the sixth end, I think, was so interesting because it was all about rock placements and how the stones were separated for Scotland on mm-hmm. uh, Grant Hardy's stones. And this is a, uh, an, an end to me where it's minor, like the, 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 the things that are happening are small. And, and it really is the, the case of looking at an inch here or an inch there in terms of separations and angles. But I find that end so interesting that I would put this game on the list just for that. But the rest of the game is very good because it's close the whole way through. The ninth mm-hmm. end gets out of hand, but that's only because Mowat and the team are going really aggressively for it. They know that they can't have a blank that end. They're going to lose a world championship. So they go hard in the ninth end. So overall, start to finish, this is a really good game. Yeah, and I I believe they were sitting either shot or second, and Mowat was trying to to corner freeze to to stagger guard their rock, and he just rolled off. Or it didn't curl enough. I can't remember which, but it was just a fraction of an inch off. And uh, Adin was able to make a double on those two rocks and score five. And it was like, it it went from being so close to being perfect to complete disaster (laughs) in, in like uh, the span of a minute or so Uh, similar to what happened in the 2018 gold medal final, right. Uh, For Adin. So Adin on the other side of this uh this sort of a great example of how curling can can do that the momentum can change so quickly just based on such a minor minor mistake the sport can rip your heart out man it really can Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right now let's uh, move on to a game that is just pure entertainment for my money uh one of the just start to finish just an absolute beauty of a game Jennifer Jones against Carrie Anderson, 2021 Olympic curling trials from draw number nine of the Olympic curling trials. This is a game where TSN featured it. And about 40 minutes in, people were calling for TSN to switch, accusing them of not liking the other teams. How dare they stay on this game? Because (laughs) Jennifer Jones was starting the game with the hammer Gives up a steal of two, happens. Gives up a steal of another two, well, maybe. And then a steal of another two, and it is six-nothing Carrie Anderson, all on steals after three ends. And yeah. there was a large chorus of people calling for TSN to switch to another game or talking about how this is the, the case for Around the Rings coverage. But then Jennifer Jones gets three. But mm-hmm. okay, she's still down by three, and they give up a two. So after five ends, it's eight to three. So why would you stick with it? Because it's Jennifer F. Jennifer Jones. Jones. <laughs> and she gets a two. They blank a steal of three, a steal of one. And going to the 10th end, Jennifer Jones, who is down six, nothing, is winning the game. Mm-hmm. It's just this, amazing. She loses. But <laughs> this game, Sean, to me, I remember this game as being the one nobody wanted to win. Right? Yeah. It was like. Oh, uh, here, you have a steal of two. You have a steal of three. You have a steal of two. Like, just, uh, it it was entertaining, but not for the reasons I talked about at the beginning of it being, (laughs) like, very well played. It was marked by mistakes. And that game, like, it it just, yeah. 
was no emblematic words. of the well the level of curling at the trials i found was not as high as we were hoping it would be right? for sure uh, we talked about that during the week that these, these teams aren't playing to the top of their ability and that was sort of the the poster child game to to prove that point if you want to cherry pick something so a very memorable game very exciting you know uh twists and turns all that but uh, not a super elite a super well played game no but that's but just pure entertaining like if, if you look at the stats they yeah. are not kind to the two skips uh carrie yeah. anderson got a plus in that game at 66 percent <laughs> Uh, not often you're going to get a plus at 66% at the Olympic trials because uh, Jennifer mm-hmm. Jones was down at 53. But it's one of those games where you just, yeah, it's just disbelief of what's going on. It's it's almost like watching the U.S. Open in golf where you're watching it and people can't get out of bunkers. They're in the rough. They're, they're four putting. You're like, hey, they're human beings out there. Like, that's kind of fun. Yeah. That's what that game felt like. And I know when Anderson gave up the steal of three in the eighth end, I believe I just tweeted a, a gif of like eyes darting back and forth and with no words. And it got a lot of like traction because it was clear what I was talking about. Like, you, like, yeah. you didn't need words. Like, I, I think I was just sitting here in stunned silence watching that game it was it was incredible yeah it was just incredible you're right literally incredible i I agree all right now let's uh, move on to another game that gave us plenty to talk about the 2018 canada cup final between brad jacobs and kevin cooey this is the ill-fated year of timing per end where you were given i believe something around four minutes uh, to play your end each end, you got a, something like a 10-second stoppage of the clock. And then in the first half of the game, you got one 30-second timeout in the second half, of thirty something weird. It was very confusing uh, in the moment in terms of the execution. I'm not against timing per end. I'm against this version of timing per end, uh, just the confusion of it. But the reason this game is on the list is because in the fifth end, uh, it gave us just a absolutely wonderful interaction between Ben Hebert and Mark Kennedy, where Kevin Cooey goes to throw his last one and uh, they missed the shot. And the officials had determined that the clock was at zero before he threw it. And Ben Hebert claimed or felt at least that had BJ Newfeld not been distracted by the official, they could have changed the sweeping call and made the shot for two instead of only getting one. And uh, Mark Kennedy, after a while of talking to Ben Hebert, says, what, you just want us to give you the deuce? And Ben Hebert said, no, I don't want you to give us the f and deuce. Uh, and then I believe uh, it's EJ Harnden eventually says, what does any of this have to do with us? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's amazing. And TSN still has it up and they've, they've cut out all the curse words, but you really get a sense of the frustration of Cooey and kind of the confusion a little of, of the Jacobs yeah. team. Uh, it's just wonderful. And that on its own makes the list for me, Scott. Yeah. And it, you're right. Ben was yelling at whoever was closest and not who was they're like well what do you want us to do about it right? yeah uh super memorable i remember podcasting about that one i'm not a fan of uh, timing per end and 
I guess you'd put this forth as exhibit A uh, in sure. your anti end timing PSA or whatever. But uh, yeah, this was a very memorable game, mostly for that, because I don't remember much else of what happened. Yeah. So maybe if you don't want to watch the whole game, just watch that. Yeah. <laughs> just watch the uh, the uh, the fifth end there, at least even the last rock of the fifth end. Uh, so very entertaining. Uh, no question about it. And uh, Mm -hmm. Scott, another game that was very entertaining for circumstances around the game and maybe the game itself didn't live up to expectations. That's going to be from draw three of the 2022 Tim Hortons Briar Team Canada and Brendan Botcher against New Brunswick and Jimmy the Kid with new third Darren Molding. This, of course, was the highly anticipated match between Botcher and his former third Darren Molding. First time they had played since the rather surprising midseason move to have Darren Molding no longer be on the team. And the game mm-hmm. itself wasn't the greatest, but it did come down to the last rock tide coming home. And that's something, uh, but the crowd was hot. It was an electric environment. And for the most part, the game at the very least delivered something close and late and something for people to root for. Yeah, and, and TSN did a great job of, you know, showing the crowd, showing Darren's son in his New Brunswick jersey, uh, cheering against, uh, you know, the the old team. I think everybody was really keyed up to see how they would interact on the ice, how Darren would interact with Brendan especially. Uh, it was cordial, but it was icy watching it uh, from, from my living room. So uh, it, it definitely lived up to the event hype. And, you know, if they had been able to pull that out, it, it was a pretty easy win for Botcher. It, it wasn't like really close. The score was close, but it wasn't as close, I think, as the score would indicate. That could have, you know, been been the propulsion for that New Brunswick team uh, to go forward and make it into the championship pool, which they were unable to do, or the revamped playoffs uh, that we had this year, which they were unable to do. That sort of put them on a bad, bad footing to start. But uh, overall, I'd say the electricity in the air and w- what you felt over over the TV uh, made it one of the best games. Yeah. Well, another game that had a lot of electricity in the air and really made you feel something through the TV is the 2021 Trials Final between Tracy Fleury and Jennifer Jones. This game was wild. Uh, really well-ish played through the first half. The teams go back and forth. Jones opens with a steal. They both crack deuces in the first half. We're tied up at the break. The game gets pretty tentative in the second half. Uh, The teams Mm -hmm. are feeling each other out a little bit. Uh, There's a big steal of one for Tracy Fleury in the ninth end. They come home with the lead up five to four. Jennifer Jones has a shot for the win in the 10th end, and she misses that shot, only gets one. It was a soft release. I went back. I've watched this so many times. Her normal rotation on a hit uh, of that speed was three and a half rotations. She only gets two and a half on the shot in the 10th end. So therefore, Mm. of course, it's going to overcurl, and that's how she misses it. And the great camera work of just a stunned Tracy Fleury, like kind of shaking, uh, not expecting, obviously, Jennifer Jones to miss that shot. They go to the 11th. There's misses in the 11th. At various points, Scott, I thought 
Tracy Fleury is going to win, I think, two different times. And then that Jennifer Jones is going to win a couple different times. Like the 10th, the 11th end is a roller coaster on its own. Uh, But in its entirety, this game is, it's something to behold. Yeah. And you just feel so bad for Tracy at the end because similar to Jennifer's that overcurled in the 10th, hers overcurled in the 11th. And she had a shot to win the game and go to the Olympics. And it wasn't a particularly hard shot. You know, I'm sure she's relived that. I don't know how many times, but it it was full of emotion. Like you say, Jennifer Jones having the chance to win, not winning. There were so many times this week, like we we saw her play against uh, the game we already talked about against Anderson, where, you know, she got down and then came back and it was just, which Jennifer were you going to see? Right. Was the, uh, was the question that we asked ourselves going into that final. And I think we got a mixed bag uh, in the final. We got some of the good, some of the bad, but uh, we ended up with uh, two-time Olympian Jennifer Jones. Yeah. And if you look at like the numbers, she threw 81% in that game. Jennifer did. So, I mean, it's, it's not like it was, it's, it's not the, the Jones. No, it's not the 55, but, uh, but that shot, like you say, that shot in the 10th, like, yeah. that she should have made it right yeah and she and ends up winning the she's game gonna anyway. make most of the time right she's gonna make it yeah. most of the time so yeah and it just seemed like the pressure was being felt by both teams at the end yeah. of that game yeah all right uh, let's go to the last game that i have on this list it is from the 2022 olympic games it is the women's semifinal between Eve Muirhead and Anna Hasselberg. Similar to a game we've talked about earlier, this opens with a four by Anna Hasselberg and then a three by Eve Muirhead. And the game just goes back and forth and uh, Eve Muirhead scores four in the ninth end. And you think, well, that's it. Now she has a three-point lead. She's up 11 to eight playing the 10th. Anna Hasselberg says, hey, I'm Anna Hasselberg and scores three in the 10th. And we go into an extra end tied 11-11. Scott, this game is crazy. Even your head wins in the 11th end for a 12-11 victory. But I don't know how many times at the Olympics, if ever, probably this has never happened, where both teams have an end where they score four and another end where they score three. Like Mm -hmm. this doesn't happen ever. They each both got a deuce in the game as well as well each team scored singles along the way so they they hit for the cycle the cycle <laughs> in terms of scoring uh this game is just incredible to watch back and similar to the games that we talked about the flurry jones game in the moment you're just transfixed by it because it's something you don't normally see and now you're seeing it at the highest possible level yeah i sean i i think that i was watching this game and i saw eve get the four and i said oh okay i'll go take out my garbage now because it's garbage (laughs) day and you know i came back up and was like what the heck they're playing in an extra end what happened (laughs) right that that was uh definitely a great game we saw at the olympics the teams with the two highest records the one and two seeds coming in both lost those semifinals for eve muirhead being able to regroup, you know, you get that four and you're on such like an adrenaline rush on a high and then, oh no, they got a three right back. For her to be able to regroup, be able to win that game, pull it out, uh, super special. And then they, of course, go on to win the gold medal uh, in what may be Eve's last Olympics. We're not sure right now as we speak, but uh, super special 
And that game, you know, as much as, or as good as the, the Japanese team is, seeing her play uh, against Anna Hasselberg, two of the greats against each other, um, it was it was pretty epic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very well said. So Scott, that's my list of 10 games. What have I missed, do you think, uh, should also be on this list? Yeah, there was a... Uh, an honorable mention that I would I would say would be the gold medal final uh, in 2022 of the men's curling. Uh, Adine and Mowat, again, another super close game, really well played. And Nicholas Adine sort of getting the last jewel in his three crowns, in his <laughs> tri-kroner, solidifying himself as, as probably the greatest, uh, the greatest of this era for sure. With that Olympic gold medal, I thought that was another good game. You know, Mowat against Adine is always going to be great. And then we talked about Hasselberg, Tiranzoni, twenty nineteen. But you know, you could pick uh, Euro Euros yeah. in twenty twenty. Uh, you could pick any of the other worlds where they've played against each other in the final. Uh, yeah. Just really, uh, anytime those two teams are together on the ice, I'm for it. Yeah. I believe it was the 2019 Euros. I don't know if a 2020 Euro happened, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right, but yeah, Uh, but yeah, those those teams. It's it's always a a great match when uh, when those ones come together. And of course, let us not sleep on uh, the great Monday night game where I was able to uh, draw to basically a dime. That was a my game of the quad, at least. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I believe I swept that, right? Yeah, you did. That was yeah. a, a good a good game. <laughs> so uh, so there you have it. That is our list of the 10, 11, maybe 12 uh, best games of the quad. What did we miss? Do let us know. You can reach out Game of Stones podcast at gmail.com on social media, Twitter, Instagram at Game of Stones pod, Facebook at Game of Stones podcast. And if you head on over to Game of Stones pod.com, I will put together a list of these games as well as I will embed all of the YouTube videos for each mm-hmm. of these games. Uh, so if you want to watch any of them, head on over to under the blog section. It'll be there for you. I know this is a very Canadian-centric list, but those are the games that at least I watch in real time. And uh, for games that take place, say, like the Korean Championships, Japanese Championships, the PAC, I tend to watch those on a delay. So I know what happened and I tend to skip forward to the, the parts. So I don't have the same mm-hmm. awe when I watch it because I'm watching knowing what's going to happen. I just want to see what yeah. had happened. But if there's great games that have rewatchability, do let us know from time zones overseas because, again, I just don't tend to watch those in real time. Yeah, and I think uh, some of the U.S. Uh, championships, maybe yeah. we, we missed some good games in there. I, I recall having watched some, but... Uh, they don't stick with me as well as the others for sure so uh, certainly there's stuff uh, that we've missed out so do let us know through all those channels and if you have not yet please do subscribe to the show wherever you get your pods like rate comment all that good stuff helps other people find us and if you're on the website click on the merch tab for the offerings there t-shirt proceeds to food banks canada everything else sandra smurler foundation we match all of those things so thanks so much for listening everybody we really appreciate it hopefully You're having a fun, safe start to your summer. Scott, what are you most looking forward to now that we are in the month of July? What's your favorite July tradition? 
well, usually it's just sock and dingers at uh, softball, <laughs> Sean. But uh, I, I'm looking forward. To, uh, we're going to a little cottage, uh, yeah. you know, a cottage country getaway for a few days. So uh, that'll be nice. Uh, hearing the loons on the lake. Uh, it's a real Ontario tradition. There you go. So uh, that should be a good time. Hopefully you can all out there get some R&R at some point over the summer. And we'll be alongside with you as you do. So uh, until we talk to you again next week, thanks for listening and keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final...